Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for the life that you have put into us, that you have breathed life into our body, our spirit. You have made us alive and you keep us well. We thank you, Father, for the good night's rest that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for all the good things that you have blessed us with yesterday. We thank you also for all the challenges. For nothing is too big for you. And in all of that, you teach us something new. And you call us each by name to come to you every morning and be with you. Where you pour out your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding into our hearts. That wisdom to apply the knowledge that you are pouring, the understanding of how it is to be done. We thank you, Father, that you connect us to your word. And through that word, then when you speak to us, there is rivers of water flowing. Through that understanding that you give us, you direct our paths, our action. We surrender ourselves, our failures, our shortcomings and our crowns as well to you, especially our ego, our pride, our disobedience, our rebellion. And we ask for mercy, for forgiveness. The peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Father, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those that are Christians that do not know you, all those that do not want to know you with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this prayer group and with all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, just as Jesus stood for us and continues to stand for us while you repair the breach in our walls, while you make us whole and while you restore us to the glory according to what you see in us, not according to what we deserve or what we expect. Thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name with the confidence that everyone that calls on your name shall not end up in shame. For this is what your word says in Joel chapter 2 and in Romans chapter 10 as well. Repeated again, reinforced reiterated the importance. We thank you, Father. As we pray, we call on the name of our maker, the lifter of men, the one who dwells eternity, is high and lofty, and yet comes down to our level to talk to us at our level of understanding through his spirit, the one who is ever faithful, ever merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and of great kindness. The God of Abraham who honors faith. The God of David who is ever merciful when we turn our hearts to him in all sincerity. The ancient of days, the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. The one who destroyed our enemy tall as the cedars, just as your word in 2 Amos 1 verse 9 says. Who destroyed all our enemies even though they were tall as cedars and strong as an oak and yet destroyed their fruit from above and their root from beneath. We call on the name of that God who is for us and so who can stand against us. That shepherd whose rod and staff 
they guide and protect us, who makes us lie down near restful waters. That Father who shall not give us a stone when we ask for an egg, but has loved us with an everlasting love that is unchangeable. No matter what we do, it cannot change. And we call on the name of your son, Jesus, who is an exact representation of that same father in his love for us. The one who gave of his everything down to the last drop of his blood. The God of our salvation, the Lion of Judah, the Rock of Ages, on which our Christian faith and experience is built. The one who taught us faith, the author and finisher of it. And our destiny as well. A destiny in the kingdom of the Father, not in the outer darkness of hell. He is that bridge. He is the way, the truth and the life. The Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of his spirit who makes it all real and possible to us. Emmanuel in the true sense, God with us. The Lord in the midst of his people who dwells on their praises and is mighty. We give you our praise. We give you our thanks, Lord, for we know you are with us. You are the seal of the age to come, the father of all spirits to whom every spirit, including all spirits of wickedness as well, are subject. They respect and must obey your authority. And you have made your tabernacle within us, Father. O Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, that it is you who powered Jesus' ministry. And now when you are with us, you make us alive in the spirit. You give life to our mortal body. And you fill us with that same power as you give us an understanding of your word, the wisdom in it, the principles in it, and how to apply them, how to speak, knowing that life and death is in the power of our tongue. We thank you, Father, that you are with us, that you will never leave us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with every resource that we need for that abundance and for that dominion. With every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, with every grace, with angels, with destiny helpers and every other resource that we need. We thank you, Father, that you have connected each of us with this prayer group that you have established. So that you flow into our lives and then out of that overflow, rivers of living water. There are other lives around that are blessed as well. We thank you, Lord. As we reflect on your word today and we make our prayer, we seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by your precious blood, Jesus. We also seal everyone that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family of the Brisbane Prayer Group and everyone for whom prayers have been requested on this prayer group, on this altar, Lord. By your precious blood of Jesus, we cover them when we draw the hedge of protection around them by that bloodline, the bloodline of Jesus that has won all victories. So that every force of wickedness that comes in its proximity, let it be judged by that blood of victory. Let it be judged by the fire of heaven. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. Your holy, pure and perfect will. For each of our lives that you have preordained. You said you knew us even before we were born. Even before we were formed in our mother's womb. That holy and perfect will, Father. We call for an enforcement on it, of it in each of our lives. Knowing that it is your will to give us abundance. And not put us in harm's way. 
We call on the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. There is no way the enemy can steal, kill, and destroy from your people when you are our protector, you are our shepherd, you are our father, and we have acknowledged your presence, your lordship over our lives. I command that angelic protection, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our word our spoken word this day, so that every word we speak now, we speak with that understanding of this declaration that we now make of your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. And we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith, in accordance with your written express will, Lord, in your word, and release it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for that revelation, that conviction, and that faith that we use to back every word that we speak in our prayer today that gift, the measure of faith that you have given us, knowing that it will come full circle when we release that prayer in the spirit. And that prayer comes back manifested as an answer. Your answer to us, out of your will, out of your wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Today, the Lord has put a burden in my heart to reflect on the lost ones. He calls them his lost sheep. And in Luke 15, he gave us three parables just to talk about the lost ones and how much he cares about them. And the first one is on the lost sheep where he says, is there among you any that if he lost one out of those hundred and would not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after that lost one until he finds it? And again, the lost coin in the second one where he says, a woman having 10 pieces of silver, and if she loses one, will she not light a candle? Sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. And the last one is the lost son. The one who had everything in his father's kingdom and yet chose to explore the world outside. The world outside the guidelines his father provided. Outside the advice, that his father gave him, warning against mistakes that he shouldn't make. Ignoring all the care that the father put in providing for him, wasting his possessions, his image, his life and his health on what the Bible calls a riotous life, a life of debauchery. And yet when he came to his senses and came back to the father, the father said, let's celebrate. This, my son, was dead and is now alive. He was lost and is now found. Each of these parables starts with the realization of a loss. And then the call to the shepherd, to the owner, to the father. The lost sheep, realizing it is lost, would have cried out to the shepherd and that's what drew him near. He wouldn't have kept counting his hundred all the time. 
you would just hear the voice of that one lost and be drawn towards it. That is the heart of the father. Likewise, the lost son who came to his senses and turned to the father. And in each case, Jesus impressed the fact that there is more joy in heaven when a lost one returns. I'd like to say that again, because that is the essence of the three parables. There is more joy in heaven when a lost one returns. In this series of repentance, we have spoken of our shame. We have spoken of our guilt, our mistakes. The times where our parents told us so many things. And not that they are always right, but they have been more wrong. They have made more mistakes than we know. And out of that experience, they have shared those mistakes so that we do not have to pay the price and make those same mistakes again before we learn. Yet like the prodigal son, we choose to ignore their advice and we turned away. But this series also speaks of a God who is faithful and merciful. And today we see another side of his love. But despite turning away, he says when a person repents and comes back, there is no anger. There is no judgment waiting them. Instead, there is joy in heaven and he repeats it thrice each time. In each of these three parables, he repeats that same thing at the end. There is joy in heaven in the presence of angels, the one with the coins says, the second parable. Meaning he wants to tell everyone around and share that joy too. See, my son was dead in the flesh and is now alive in the spirit. He was lost after breaking this relationship, but is now found and reunited with me. Go tell everyone. He wants to celebrate. That's the heart of the shepherd on reuniting with his lost sheep. The owner of that valuable one. Now, when you say valuable one, not just the silver coin. He considers you much more valuable than anything else. The price he put on your head he couldn't describe it himself. So he gave of his everything, his best, his son, to die for us. That was the price he paid. The king himself dying for no one. Someone who is a no one. Has no, has no value of that extent. But he sees us to be that valuable. So when we underestimate ourselves, when we take on self-pity, when we go into depression, when we put on our shame and think there is nothing more good that can come out of us, we should remember how much he values us. That he did not hesitate or think twice to give Jesus in exchange. He considers you of high value. That is the heart of the father, of a son, of a daughter who didn't see that heart in the first place and still chose to go away. That is the heart of our parents as well. 
when we chose to turn away from them. And there might be others in our own families as well that have made that mistake. And I'm calling on each one of us who is a son, who is a daughter to turn to your father, this father, who values you more than anything else, who is the giver of all things good. What would he not give you if you asked? Knowing this background, what would he not give you if you asked? And the repentance is not to shame you. It is not to make you feel guilty. If that was his plan, there wouldn't have been joy. But in each of the parables, he said, there is joy. And it is so that we realize our mistake. More importantly, repentance is a mechanism to stop further loss or damage in your life. When a person repents, God not only forgives, he restores. We saw that it happened to the Israelites after they crossed the Red Sea when they came out of Egypt. We also saw that in our reflection in the other day when we reflected, when we reflected on the verses of Isaiah 40 from verse 1 to 5 where he spoke of comforting his people and paying back twice for what they had already suffered. Isaiah 40 verse 1 to 5. His joy comes from seeing you replenished. And that's what it means by when he did that to the prodigal son. That's what he means by put on the best robe on this lost son. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Even your shame is now converted to respect. And today, when we, as we conclude this reflection, I shall not raise any other intentions, but I'd just like to pray in a special way for our children, for our siblings, for our friends, for our relatives, for our extended family, anyone that has gone astray and is lost, anyone that is in bad company and has rejected their parents and has rejected God, anyone that has severed ties with family, anyone that has taken to addictions of any kind, Whatever mistakes they have made, Lord, we raise them up to you today. And we come in agreement with each prayer that is raised at this altar today for these lost ones. That the shackles of their chains of bondage be broken this day. By the blood of Jesus. We speak freedom over their lives by the blood of Jesus and the spirit of liberty. Their destiny and their glory, Father. I declare these connected to the throne of grace, backed by the King of Kings this day. In the name of Jesus, let them be connected back to the throne of grace. I declare our loyalty to our King Jesus. Just as your word records Joshua saying, Lord, so do we take authority over our families and we say, each of us, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord God of hosts, Jesus. Let your glory, Father, shine through each of these lives, O Master. Clothe your people, Lord. Clothe your people with the best robe of righteousness. 
with the ring of your authority on your on their fingers. I call on your grace. Let there be a testimony of your love to the children of Abraham, the children of your inheritance. Everyone that steps forward in faith and makes that declaration today. And for each of these, Lord, that we raise at your altar today, we pray, Jesus, take all that is in us, all our darkness, and give us more of you, more of your light and your glory, till we are consumed by nothing else but you. Till our house is filled by your presence and there is no space for the enemy to re-enter. Let there be a cleansing. Let there be a purification. Let there be a sanctification in body, soul and spirit this day, Lord. Let the mourning be turned into laughter. Let every lack be turned into abundance. And shame into glory in the name of Jesus. We ask for that edification and that prayer we raise at our altar today, Lord. Believing that we have received in our hearts all these of our family and our friend circle that we have raised up to you. That there is a turnaround in their life, that there is restoration and it starts right now. That their angels we speak as we speak are activated and have started their work. That the anointing of your spirit that breaks every yoke starts to stir up in their life that they are awakened and quickened in the spirit. We ask that prayer, Lord. And we see that manifestation with closed eyes, believing that what we have spoken in our prayer, that we shall have. And before we get into praying in the spirit, I'd like each of us to now take a few moments and make that declaration over your loved ones. Whatever you declare now, believe that you have received in accordance with his word in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Believe that you have received and it shall be yours. We speak it in faith, Father. We come in agreement with each of this prayer. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release this prayer in faith, that prayer is an answered prayer, bringing your revelation, your manifestation, your answer, your direction to each of us. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit, using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, make sure you're asking that gift with the intention of intercession. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Jesus. you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakia, <laughs> 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Today, as we were praying, I've actually been given two scriptures. The first scripture is from Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. Put off the old person that belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new person created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I was then given a vision of angels dancing in heaven and they were rejoicing and I was led to Ephesians 3 20 and 21 now to they who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than all that we asked or think to them be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, quoted from the NIV, where it is written. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, please share them with the one that the Lord points you to today. Also share it with your family and with your friends. Bless them. Do not bother about how that message will affect them. It is he who gives them the message, the, the impact and the direction that he wants them to take. Also a reminder of our Bible study session this Friday. This is the third part, a continuation in our series on changing the seen and shaping the unseen, where we will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. Please share those with your friends and family and invite them to come. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. <clears throat> be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless everyone. everyone. God bless everyone. Shalom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Russell.